Okay. All right. So uh, if you start here in Matthew here, and I'm, I'm just looking for something about Daniel here uh, that Jesus spoke of. And so he's talking about, you know, he uh, in Daniel, excuse me, Matthew chapter 24, no stone will be upon another. And the disciples are asking, well, when is this going to happen? Well, right in the middle of this, you know, well, let's take it from 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness. So we've heard that, so we know where we're at. Oh, yeah, the Bible's in, kind of interesting. The gospel, we can actually own a globe, and you can look at it, you can Google it. You can. It's almost like the world is small now because we know you just name a place, and you don't know where it is, but you can Google it, and you can find it and see where it is. But there's hardly any place that's not touched with missionaries or the gospel or satellite or... Somebody out there is preaching the gospel. So he says, And this gospel of the kingdom uh, shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. So, and then he goes on and says, When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel. Oh, please. Jesus, you keep referring to these people who never existed. Yes, they did. You just push back on that. <laughs> There's more evidence on your side than these people that, that all they want to do is they don't want to hear. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear about God. They don't want to hear it. The same thing it says in Romans, people don't want to hear yeah, so we just understand it. But notice what he says. Uh, the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place. Look at this. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Well, wait a minute. We don't I need a preacher. No, you don't. You really don't. So let's go take a look where we left off in Daniel here. Remember, the Bible's not as big as you think. It may look like a thick book, but as you get into reading it, and you can read it left or right if you want to, you can jump in the middle, and you're going to find your way. It's hard to... See, if I just drop here in Hosea a second, let's just take a look at the first part. What would I understand about this? Look at this. The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, son of Barai, in the days of... Well, there's your header. You know what's going on. You could figure this out. Well, I don't know who Uzziah is. I don't know who Jotham is. There's a book called Kings out there. And if you don't have any help whatsoever, but you still believe that there's something about that Bible that I need to know about, you would figure it out. You certainly would. Uh, so anyway, notice he goes on. He says, uh, the uh, kings of Judah in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. Now, at that point, if you had your cell phone, you could actually uh, Google some of that and you'd find out, well, there, hmm, there was a king. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. And you could find out about it. But now we're going to go to Daniel here. Now, where we left off in Daniel, let me back up. Let's see, Daniel, we're, we finished up chapter 2. Uh, Daniel chapter 2 was when uh, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, he had that dream, remember? And, of course, Daniel uh, told him what that dream, dream meant. And it was this big, giant, uh, big giant statue, uh, uh, four kingdoms that he named. And, of course, one kingdom was going to be the Lord, the rock that was taken out of the mountain there. So it goes on here. Remember, there were no chapters, no headings in this thing. Daniel just recorded this stuff. He really recorded this perfectly. And we just read about Jesus mentioning what was written in the book of Daniel. So here's Nebuchadnezzar chapter 3. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of a gold, uh, of gold whose height was three score cubits, breadth six cubits. Now, no wonder. He just had that dream. So he's just playing along. Because Daniel said, hey, this image, this thing is you. You're the head of gold. So anyway, so uh, Nebuchadnezzar, he, he hauls off to make this thing. And we're going to cover chapter 3 and three and 4, go, go real quick. And as you know already, this is the fiery furnace, so let's catch it, okay? Then Nebuchadnezzar, uh, anyway, he set this up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Look at all these points. Okay, let's keep going. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent uh, uh, sent to gather together. Who did he get? The princes, the governors, and I'm going to switch this to the Living Bible. Hold on a second. Let's back up a little bit. Living Bible. The king Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue 90 feet high. I like that better. <laughs> okay. Nine feet wide. Okay, about from here to there. But it's, whoa, so it's kind of narrow like a big Barbie doll. You know, straight up, isn't it something? But it's 90 feet. Uh, my house is 90 feet in South Huntsville. So I always measure things like that. I knew the temple was 90 feet, and I thought, well, okay, if I turn my house on this side, I could, I could image, get an image of how big those columns were in the temple. Well, this was 90 feet high. Boy, you're going to see this from a distance. Then he sent messages to all the princes, governors, captains, judges, treasurers, counselors, sheriffs, rulers of the province of his empire to come to the dedication. Okay, makes sense. We got a brand new ship. We're going to crash a bottle of champagne over it. This is what's going on here. This is this big giant image. Okay. Uh, when they all had arrived and were standing before the monument, a herald shouted. Okay, this guy's he's saying, hey, everybody, old people of all nations, languages, this is the king's command. All right, we know what's going on. This is not something that would be kind of neat. When the band strikes up, you are to fall <laughs> flat on the ground and worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. Now, we already know what's going to happen here, but just think, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, you know, Although Daniel's not going to go into burning fiery furnace, he waits his turn for the den of lion's den, of course, you know. But anyway, <laughs> you know what these guys are going to do. They're not going to do it. And it's because if you worship idols, remember, uh, uh, you know, if you <laughs> when you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. You know, whatever. All right, here we go. Ah. Uh, when the band strikes up, you're to fall down on the ground, worship King Nebuchadnezzar's golden, gold statue. Anyone who refuses will immediately be thrown into the burning fiery furnace. Notice this. You do this, you do that. Why are you saying that? Because I believe it's important when we get a little further. So when the band began to play, everyone, whatever, nation, language, whatever, I think that's what it says. Yeah, whatever is nation, language, or religion fell to the ground and worshiped the statue. Boy, everybody hit the dirt, didn't they? But some officials went to the king and accused some of the Jews refusing to worship. And they were just jealous. Your majesty, they said, you made a law that everyone must fall down and worship the gold statue when the band begins to play. So, and that anyone who doesn't do it will be thrown into the flaming furnace. But there are some Jews out there. Man, always the Lord's people in it, you know. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who you put in charge of the Babylonian affairs. Now, that's what was getting them. These guys were smarter. We already found out in chapters 1 and 2. They were smarter, wiser. They were the go-to guys. These guys were jealous. Anyway. Who have defied you, refusing to serve your gods and to worship the gold statue you set up. But then Nebuchadnezzar, in a terrible rage. Boys really ticked him off, didn't it? He ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, let's get some backup here. Nebuchadnezzar knew the Lord. The Lord already told him, I raised you up to go wipe out Israel. There was no question about it. God told him that, and he knew it. And when Jeremiah was left, you can read this in Jeremiah 37, 36, there was a, a general for Nebuchadnezzar named Nebuchadnezzar, and he even knew the Lord. He told Jeremiah, he says, you know why we took over Jerusalem, don't you? Jeremiah says, yep, because our bunch was worshiping idols. <laughs> and he says, that's right. The Lord sent us down here, blah, 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 blah. And anyway, so Nebuchadnezzar knew all this. And Nebuchadnezzar already built this statue because this was in his dream. And uh, he, was, he, he actually told Daniel that the Lord was in him and caused him to understand that dream. Because his other guys, magicians, couldn't do it. 
But now after he's got this thing built, cost a lot of money and whatever, and, and Babylon had their own gods. Nebuchadnezzar's really ticked off here. Is it true, O Shadrach? Now remember, they're standing in front of the, the, he was the known ruler of the land, the world. We'll find out in the next chapter. Is this true? Are you refusing to serve my gods or to worship the gold, uh, or to worship the gold statue I set up? I'll give you, now here's the if-or statement again. I'll give you one more chance. When the music plays, if you fall down and worship the statue, all will be well. But if you refuse, you're going to be thrown into the burning fiery furnace within the hour. Now watch this. And what God can deliver you out of my hands then? Now watch their answer. Because he said, what God? Do you think, you and I, as that's, this Bible Belt stuff, that's almost like wanting to say the words fat, dumb, and happy. We know every verse in the Bible, but we don't believe any of them. It's amazing. We trip over cancer. We trip over something we lost. We think God can't get it to us. We trip over oh, family problems. And if you just read what we just read about Jacob and Joseph, he thought Joseph was gone, but all of a sudden, whoa, he come back. We got the prodigal who came back. What more do we need? The prodigal just said, Dad, fork over the money. I'm leaving this place. What parent hadn't seen something like that somewhere, even if it wasn't their kids? You know, we, we just wring our hands and we go straight to the psychiatrist. I got to have something to calm me down. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what peace we, good grief, all because we do not care. All right, so anyway, he said, what God can deliver you out of my, uh, out of my hands? Look at this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, remember, he's standing right in front of them. We're not worried about what will happen to us. Actually, the King James says, it, it says here that uh, we're not, uh, let me just flip it to it real quick. Let's go look at that real quick. Oh, uh, Uh, let's see. Excuse me? Here we go. King James Version. He said, at that time when you hear all this, 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 this. Uh, all right. Get to it. Nebuchadnezzar in his rage. He commanded them to come in. So they brought him before the king. Is it true? Okay. Look what they said. 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter. We're going to tell you. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. Yeah, that's where we are in the Bible Belt. Yeah, our God's able. I hear some songs. God is able. God's, it's more than just he's able. Have you got it where he's going to help you? No, it's just he's able. You got to say he's going to help you. You got to be the woman with the demon-possessed daughter. I'm not leaving. You can call me a dog if you want to, but I ain't leaving. Even the dogs get the crumbs. Don't go till you get it. Sweep that floor till you find that coin. Other places, Jesus said the same thing. Anyway, oh, he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. This little phrase right here trips up some folks, but let's just watch the details. Look, at, Let's just catch it for what it says. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, we're not going to serve your gods. Well, well is it going to matter? You're going to be gone. See, that's not what they were saying. Anyway, bottom line. But if not, we're not going to serve your gods, nor worship at the golden image which you've set up. Now, let's just think. Remember, this is a translation. It was probably written in the Chaldeans, and then it was written in Hebrew uh, in the book of Daniel. Daniel had already put it in these words. And then now we get it translated. Could have been directly from Greek 
The Septuagint was what they call it. And then it's translated again to English. But let's just see if we can figure out. Now, wait a minute. We did catch this. They said, we're not careful to answer you. Our God whom we serve is able and he will. Able and he will. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar is a busy guy. Does he not think for a second that a fiery furnace would obliterate these guys? Yeah. See, but what bothered him was they said, our God will. Watch how Nebuchadnezzar, we're going to count them. He's acting like, ah, yeah, Bible Belt, whoever, uh, he may or he may. No, Nebuchadnezzar's going to pull up a chair and watch. He heard something. So that's why I'm, I'm telling you this, this, but if not, is if you, okay, if, if you throw, if you, uh, you know, if you play the music, you know, we're not going to bow down. But if not, you know, look. Here we go. Then Nebuchadnezzar, full of fury, why did that really tick him off? Was he a Baptist? No. And in the, look at this. And the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach. You know what that means? Form, that means his face. He, you see people? <laughs> I could think of somebody right now. You know? <laughs> Man, I knew he was mad by the look on his face. Man. All right, look at 19. Let's go back to the Living Bible on 19. Okay. All right, here we go. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and his face became dark with angry as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Why? Because they indicated their God may or may not. No, they said he would. Remember that? He commanded that the furnace, here's the first thing. Well, I like to say the first thing was he really mad. Second thing, oh, he commanded the furnace to be heated up seven times hotter. He cranked the heat up because he heard those guys say, remember, he said, who's that God's going to deliver you out of my hand? And they said, our God will. Remember, he's able and he will. Okay. That candle's burning over. I thought it got me again. Yeah, anyway. Uh, he, all right, so, and he called for some of the, here's the third thing, called for some of the strongest men in the army. And the fourth thing, to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, if you remember, let's, hold, let's see where we're at. We're in, we're in 20. Daniel, uh, Daniel chapter, we're, we're 3, verse 20. Let's go to Hebrews a second. Oh, Hebrews 3, 11. Let's jump down here. Uh, talking about what faith does, praise the Lord. Uh, let's see, here we go. All these people, uh, Shad, uh, who, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David. I ain't got time to mention these, he says. Look at this. He said uh, they were they overthrew kingdoms, ruled people well, received verse thirty three, received God's what received what God had promised them, were kept from harm in a den of lions. Well, old Daniel, and this one in and in a fiery furnace. And notice it said some through their faith, okay, escaped death. All this. So remember what did he say? Faith was. Well, if you go back up here to uh, oh. In this chapter, chapter 11, verse 1, what is faith? It's the confidence and assurance that something we want is going to happen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were expecting this to happen. Remember, they had heard what Isaiah said just 50 years prior to this, before they lost their kingdom. Isaiah was going through town saying certain things. And one time, Isaiah stripped down naked. Imagine a preacher doing, what if I did that this morning? If we, and I would if we were, in, were, were all worshiping idols. And God said, Richard, take your clothes off because... Putin's going to come in here and take over everything. Y'all going to be hauled off naked. Oh, God, you sure, Lord? You know, but that's what Isaiah, but that's what Isaiah did. But anyway, Isaiah said something. said, when you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. That's if you love the Lord, you know. Okay, here we go. 
So notice he said here uh, it, it was the confidence uh, in that what they thought was go- something was going to happen. All right, so let's go back to Daniel. All right, here we go. Daniel. So why did Daniel say, I don't, this reason I don't buy thinking that, well, you know, but if he doesn't deliver us, we're not going to worship you. It's not going to matter. You're dead. He was just saying, hey, you play the music, we're not going to bow. And you think we're not, if we don't bow, you're going to cause us to go in the burning fiery furnace, but just forget it. Well, we're not going in the burning fiery furnace and we're not, uh, well, if we are, he says that our God whom we serve is able and he will. All right, here we go. Chapter three. I mean, really, I wouldn't have time for these guys. Get them out of here. Throw them in the fire. All right, here we go. Uh, remember, they said, we're not, we're, not, we're not worried about what's going to happen to us. All right, here we go. Let's go down here. Uh, so they bound them up with some strong guys, threw them in the fire. So they bound them with tight ropes, threw them in the furnace, fully clothed, uh, because the king in his anger had demanded such a hot fire. Look at this. The flames leaped out and killed the soldiers as they threw them in. Wow. But suddenly, as he was watching, he didn't get a report. That's why Nebuchadnezzar heard their God is able and he will deliver us. He jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we throw three men in the furnace? Now, I know we can all talk about it. It's Jesus no matter what. Jesus is protecting you and I. So let's don't worry about who's in there. God's in there to help you, okay? Never leaves you nor forsakes you. Let's just get the story. And notice what he's saying. He didn't get this. He said, hey, boss, we see Ford. He saw it. Nebuchadnezzar saw it. Uh, now, now, you remember Sodom Hussein, he believed when we wiped them out, some of their builders, well, he claimed himself as a son of Nebuchadnezzar. All this, wow, Nebuchadnezzar was never real. All these stories are fables. Not fables. Here we go. So back to this. As he was watching, he jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we throw three men in the furnace? Yeah. We did, your majesty. <laughs> and we lost three guys when we threw them in there. Well, look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted. You know, this was no calm scene here. I see four men unbound. Oh, my goodness. Now, doesn't this sound like the Lord in your life? Yeah. Unbound, walking in the fire, and they aren't even hurt by the flames. And the fourth looks like a god. Now, the King James will say, you know, it'll say the fourth looks like the son of God, whatever. D- does it matter? There's a note there. It's just a matter what the, what, the, what, what the word means. Doesn't matter. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could. You know how it is when something's hot. You know, you ever get next to something and you stood there a while and then you go sit down and, whoa, that's hot. It's the same situation. Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the opening of the flame and, and yelled. Now, he knew these three guys because Daniel was not in the fire here. But these were his top counselors. Look what he says. Servants of the Most High God, because he said, what God will deliver you out of my hand? And they said, well, we're not worried about this. Our God will. Come out. Come here. Well, how could they? We're about. No, they were free. So they stepped out of the fire. Richard, you really don't believe this, do you? Remember, it's reading I started with a reference Jesus used about Daniel. It's in the Bible. We do know Nebuchadnezzar took over Jerusalem, hauled these guys back. Some of our, uh, let's say the Catholics use it, the, uh, what do they call it? The Apocrypha. There's another piece of uh, Daniel that they use in the Apocrypha. 
And there's a story in there, and Nebuchadnezzar, well, whoever the king was, and they were thinking this, it's, it's a reference to a dinosaur, it's a dragon. And they're telling Daniel that it's a, well, Daniel finds out about it. They're saying it's a god, and Daniel goes, it ain't no god, it's just a big lizard. <laughs> and he says, it's in the Apocrypha. And so Daniel says, I'll take care of it. So he mixed some stuff together, went out there and said, here, kitty, kitty. And he ate that stuff, and that dinosaur, his stomach imploded, whatever, and it killed him. It's like rat poisoning. So Daniel's going, so much for your God out there. <laughs> but what I like the fact is, is yeah, there were dinosaurs roaming around out there. They're not going to be called dinosaurs. The word email is not in the Bible. Locomotive's not in the Bible. Such a silly argument. Well, the word dinosaur's not in there. It's called dragons. Mm. Here we go. The, so anyway, so they came out. The, then the princes, governors, captains, counselors crowded around them. Can you imagine that? I got to hear this. Weren't you? I mean, they, they, had, they, they had to be beside themselves. And they saw, look at this. Remember, Isaiah said, you'll not be burned. The fire hadn't touched them. Not a hair of their heads were sins, and that's not all. Their clothes were unscorched, and that's not all. And they didn't even smell like smoke. Like Phil was talking about that neighbor. Room full of cigarette smoke. And he smelled like smoke. Now look what Nebuchadnezzar said. Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, for he sent his, now it comes out, his angel to deliver his trusting servants when they defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than to worship any other god except their own. Therefore I make a decree woo, that any person of any language uh, or religion who speaks against <laughs> the God of Jacob, whatever it is, Israel's God, whatever, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, let them be torched. Shall be torn limb from limb and his house knocked into a heap of rubble. For Look at this. Look at this. For no other God. Why did he say can? We always think it's a one-time deal. You never know. Mm -mm. No other God can do what this one, notice he didn't say did, does. That's what gets us today. That's the reason Bible studies and, and what I do here and whatever, they're so helpful. So at this point, you're thinking, okay, I don't have a burning fiery furnace. As far as I'm concerned, it's about the same. <laughs> well, then your God's able and he will. Then God gave, oh my goodness, promotions to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Well, they were homeless. No, they weren't. They already had good clothes and stuff. So they prospered greatly there in the province of Babylon. And you know what? Jeremiah, some people have it all over their house, different places. Jeremiah 33, you know, I have plans for you, a future. That's where that scripture come from. And you know, Jeremiah got flack for that because they were being hauled off naked to Babylon, okay? And Jeremiah writes him a letter as soon as he get there saying, hey, enjoy your stay there. You're going to be fine. I have a plan for you. I have a future. And we use it today in the Bible Belt. He has a plan of the future. I'm going to go work for SAIC and I'm going to have a... Well, that's great, but guess what? You're not using that scripture, are you? You've got thousands of scriptures that tell you that. Why don't you go back and learn where that scripture came from? It'll still good for you no matter what. But, I mean, you would know the, the impact of that. But for goodness sake, you've got eternal life. That stuff belongs to you and I. Anyway, 23rd Psalm would have told you that. Anyway, it's just good to know this stuff happened. All right, anyway, so they greatly prospered there in the province of Babylon. 
I mean, Jeremiah along that scripture says, go have houses, go do this, uh, have kids, have a good time there. Boy, the Jews were so mad at him saying that, we're not going to stay here. I don't care if God's ever going to have a future for you. No, we want to go back to Jerusalem. Yeah, you want to go back to Jerusalem and worship your sun gods, what you want to do. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, they were, they were still vicious, the ones that got hauled off. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, boy, they held it together. All right, here we go. This proclamation of Nebuchadnezzar, king, uh, the king, which he sent to the people of every language and every nation of the world. Now, this is the last thing you're going to hear from Nebuchadnezzar. He only lasts from chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4 in Daniel. Well, what do you have to say? Let's get the impact of it here first. This is Nebuchadnezzar, not his chaplain. This is Nebuchadnezzar talking about something. Greetings, I want you to know about the strange thing that the Most High God did to me. You're going to see Nebuchadnezzar in heaven. Oh, I can't believe that. You're not going to believe a lot of people that get there. What do you think you have to do to get to heaven? Jesus said, I'm the way and the truth and the life. I am the way. No, the way is you don't smoke dope and you don't do this and you don't do... No, Jesus said, I'm the way. It's so hard for some people to get that. Even in the Bible Belt, we, we, we think, well, I'm cleaned up now. I don't drink and I don't. <laughs> That's the reason a lot of people are being lulled to sleep thinking they don't need to know anything about the blood. Well, I don't drink, you know. I'm a good person. I, I've, I've sent my kids to college and, you know. That's not going to get you to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. And they said, how can we know the way? And he said, I'm the way. I don't get it. You just have to trust Jesus. You get that part. See, I want you to know a strange thing that the Most High did to me. It was incredible. And when we see it, praise God, it, you'll know it. A mighty miracle. And now I know for sure that his kingdom is everlasting. He reigns forever and ever. And that's where we should be today. We should know the same thing. Our God is great. He does miracles. Listen to old Nebuchadnezzar. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was living in peace and prosperity. <laughs> okay. When one night I had a dream that greatly frightened me. Well, he just had a dream. Got another one. Scared him too. I called the wise men of Babylon to tell me the meaning of my dream. But when they came, the magicians, astrologers, fortune tellers, wizards, uh, and I told them the dream, they couldn't interpret it. At last, Daniel came in. Same thing as Joseph. A thread that goes through the scriptures. At last, the man I named Belteshazzar, look at this, after my God. He gave him another name, but he still respected the other God because he just mentioned him. The man in whom the spirit of the holy gods, that's what his words were, you know, and I uh, told him the dream. Old Belteshazzar, master musician, that's Daniel. He just said that. I called him Belteshazzar. I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you. Now remember, this Daniel's just a Jew. Nebuchadnezzar is the known king of the whole world. And his kingdom was huge. Remember, Rome was eventually going to take over after all this. After the Persians and the Medes and the Greeks, then the Romans. They just copy, and remember, Romans had it. And then we have another one later on. The British took over the whole world. Remember that? So that's the, that's the vastness of this. Here we go. Tell me my dream. No, excuse me, what he says. He says, I know the spirit of the holy gods is in you. No mystery is too great for you to solve. Now, where do you get that from? Daniel was batting 100 all the time, and that's the way you and I are. Praise God. Tell me my dream and what it means. And he says this. I saw, now, Daniel, I mean, excuse me, Nebuchadnezzar, is te- he didn't forget it this time. He said, I saw a very tall tree out in the field, growing higher and higher into the sky. It could be seen by everyone in the world. Remember, this is the dream. This is Nebuchadnezzar talking. Its leaves were fresh and green, and its branches were weighed out with fruit. Everyone had enough for everyone to eat. 
Wild animals rested beneath its shade and birds sheltered in the branches and all the world was fed from it. Then as I lay there dreaming, I saw one of God's angels. Hey, what's coming on? What's happening here? Coming down from heaven. He shouted, cut down the tree, lop off its branches, shake its leaves, shatter, scatter its fruit. Get the animals out from underneath it and the birds from its branches. But leave the stump and the roots in the ground banded with a chain of iron and brass. You imagine listening to the, I mean, having this dream. There's a stump, and now you're seeing the stumps chained to the ground. Ah, let's see. Surrounded by the tender grass, let the dew of heaven drench him and let him eat grass. Now he's thinking, what's going on now? Let this guy eat grass with the wild animals. For seven years, let him have the mind of an animal instead of a man. He lost his mind. For this has been decreed by the watchers, demanded by the holy ones. Now, this is Nebuchadnezzar talking, okay? Don't worry about, you know, whatever it is. The, what's that bunch, you know? Jehovah's Witnesses. All right, here we go. The purpose of this decree is that all the world may understand that the Most High dominates the kingdoms of the world and gives them to anyone he wants. This is what he heard in the dream, okay? Uh, even the lowest of men. Old Belteshazzar, remember, that means Daniel. Daniel... That was my dream. Now tell me what it means. For no one else can help. All the wisest men of my kingdom have failed me. Look at this. Look how he, Dan, he's not saying, well, I'm, I just trust the Lord. Daniel was just always, and you're the same way. It's like Jesus. We're the same yesterday, today, and forever. People will come to you, even though sometimes they don't want to mess with you. But boy, when the chips are down, they'll call Laura. Laura, would you pray for me? <laughs> they know. We know how to get hold of the Lord. Now, Paul, would you pray? Phil, would you pray? Janet, whatever. Here we go. Then Daniel, look at this. He sat there silent for an hour, aghast at the meaning of the dream. That means Daniel knew what it was. Look what he says. Finally, the king said, look, Daniel, Belteshazzar, don't be afraid to tell me what it means. Daniel replied, oh, that did this. See, this is so good. And sometimes in preacher world, in church world, we want to fry Nebuchadnezzar. Why don't we read the book? Nebuchadnezzar is telling this wonderful praise, but he's still talking. This story he sent out, shall I say, in the news or in an email to everybody. This was on CNN, even though we don't believe CNN, whatever. Look what he says. This is Daniel. See, he's not behind his back when he turns around going, you know. <laughs> he loved Nebuchadnezzar. And you know Jesus did too. Here we go. All that the events foreshadowed in this dream would happen to your enemies. Oh, my Lord, and not to you. For the tree you saw growing so tall, reaching high into the heavens for all the world to see, with its fresh green leaves loaded with fruit for all to eat, the wild animals living in the shade, the branches of it, that is you. <gasps> oh, Nebuchadnezzar knew it. That's your majesty is you. For you have grown strong and great, and your greatness reaches up to heaven, and your rule to the end of the earth. Uh-oh. Well, God just knocks you off. No, uh-uh. God doesn't do that. When you read the scriptures, we'll quit believing that junk. Well, I'm up one day and down the next. Oh, please. Then you saw God's angel coming down from heaven and saying, cut down the tree, destroy it. But leave the stump and the roots and the earth surrounded by tender grass, banded with a chain of iron, let it be wet. Okay, yeah, yeah. Seven years eat grass. Okay. Your majesty, the most high, has decreed well, what I do wrong. Daniel's going to tell him. And Nebuchadnezzar knows it. And it'll surely happen that your people will chase you from your palace and you will live in the fields like an animal, eating grass like a cow. 
I want to, before we get any further, you need to understand the mercy of God. Or uh, understand. Watch. This is always true. There's mercy. Watch the mercy come up here. Your back will be wet with dew from heaven for seven years. This will be your life until you learn. What do you got to learn? That the Most High dominates the kingdoms of men and gives power to anyone he chooses. But the stump and the roots were left in the ground. This means that you will get your kingdom back. That's unheard of. When you've learned that heaven rules. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, listen to me. Look what he says. Stop sinning. Wow, you're telling an idol worshiper to stop sinning? Now, wait a minute. Just watch what he says. Do what you know is right. Be merciful to the poor. That's the same thing with us. Let's don't open the door for something stupid to happen in our lives. You know, good grief. You know. Anyway, watch this. Look what he says. Perhaps even God will yet spare you. But all these things, remember Nebuchadnezzar's who wrote this. This could have been the book of Nebuchadnezzar right here. But all these things happened to Nebuchadnezzar. Twelve months after this. So a year later, here's where, here's where you know you and I have blown it. And we want to watch out for that. I was telling somebody the other day about the, could I get any more hay? And we're talking about rain and whatever. And, and I had a little more rain than others. And it was just funny. Out of our mouths, we were going, wait, God, you were lucky. And I said, no. <laughs> man, the Lord's blessing me. And they, they were going, yeah, it's just out of habit. We say that, you know, just lucky. And I understand people, but boy, you want, you want to be thankful. So here we go. He was strolling around on the roof of the royal palace in Babylon and saying, I, by my own might and power, have built this beautiful city as my royal residence and capital of my empire. Notice we said, by my own power. And God had already told him, I did it for you. While he was still speaking, the words of voice called down from heaven. Boy, Nebuchadnezzar heard this. You mean God actually talked to you? Yeah, just like he talks to you. You're liable to hear something out loud sometime too. This message is for you. You're no longer the ruler of this kingdom. You will be forced out of the palace to live with the animals in the field and eat grass like cows for seven years until you finally realize that God parcels out the kingdoms of men and gives them to anyone he chooses. Remember, he just said, I did this. I built all this. I did all this stuff. My college education. And, and you know what's funny is in America, we expect that. Richard, you did the right thing. You buckled down. We hear that. You buckled down, put your head to those books, and you did that. And then when you started your career, you did the right thing. You know, you didn't engage and have problems with people. You worked well with others. Blah, 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 blah. Who wouldn't do those things? I mean, you know, praise to Richard. Man, I'm not doing that. Nebuchadnezzar warned everybody. You know, what's funny is he's preaching. They couldn't shut him up right here. He's telling everybody the truth. Important to himself, how he blew it. So Nebuchadnezzar, no, that very same hour was fulfilled. Remember, Nebuchadnezzar, he lost his mind right then. He was chased from his palace. He ate grass like the cows. His body was wet with a dew. Look at this. His hair grew as long as eagle's feathers. Man, you imagine some hairy guy like that. His fingernails were like bird's claws. Oh, at the end of seven years, mercy. And it was. Look at this. I, Nebuchadnezzar, remember he wrote this. Looked up to heaven and my sanity returned. And I praised and worshiped. Notice how he calls it the most high. Because he was around a city, they had other gods. And honored him who lives forever, whose rule is everlasting, his kingdom evermore. All the people of earth are nothing when compared to him. Whatever he, whatever he thinks is best among the angels of heaven as well as here on earth. 
What is that? He does. Yeah, he does whatever. Okay. Oh, look what happened. No one can stop him or challenge him saying, what do you mean by doing these things? <laughs> My mind returned to me. Look at this. It had to happen because he sent this message out. Somewhere between chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and the burning fire furnace, and this letter sent out to everybody in the known kingdom, this happened. Remember, this is the last, last you'll hear of Nebuchadnezzar. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, no, 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 excuse me. When my mind returned to me, so did my honor, my glory, my kingdom. Now who's he going to thank? Well, he already did. He thanked the Lord. My counselors, officers came back to me. I was reestablished as the head of my kingdom with even greater honor than before. Now we know what he did. You can go back and go look. Man, you want to have mercy to the poor and you want to quit saying, you know, that you're so great. You did it all by yourself. Like sometimes we get on Elvis thinking, I did it my way. That's just a song. Don't worry about that, you know. People say, he's burning in hell because of that. Well, wait a minute. He was just singing I'll Fly Away on his other album. You know, I mean, come on. We know better than that. <clears throat> Here we go. Now, I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and glorify the God of, the, uh, and, and honor to the King of heaven, the judge of all, whose every act is right and good. He's able to take those who walk proudly and push them into the dust. Praise God. Now, we're going to stop, but just want to show you that's the end of Nebuchadnezzar. Look at this. Belshazzar, the king. Who's that? That's his son. All of a sudden, Nebuchadnezzar's gone. This is his son's now king. Invited a thousand of his officers to a great feast where the wine flowed freely. Remember, they're still in Babylon. This happened. The Jews lost their kingdom. And here's what's going on in the world outside Jerusalem now. And Daniel's here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. While Belshazzar was drinking, that's Nebuchadnezzar's son. He was reminded of the gold and silver cups, look at this, taken long before from the temple in Jerusalem during his daddy's reign, Nebuchadnezzar, and brought to Babylon. Belshazzar ordered these, they were having a hootenanny, hey, go get those sacred cups. They must have been a knockout cups, yeah. All right. Uh, all right, when they arrived, he and his princes, who says, who's there? Princes, that's his kids, his wives, concubines, his other wives, they drank toast from them. <laughs> now remember, those gold cups were supposed to be in the temple and they were used for holy purposes where the ark was. And look what they're doing. They did toast. My college, my kids' college education, let's toast to Dagon, the god of the, whoever the god was, to their idols made of gold, silver, brass, iron, wood. You know what's going to happen. I just want to show you what's we'll, we'll get it next time. Watch this. Uh-oh. Suddenly, as they were drinking from these cups. Oh, please. Richard, do you really believe this stuff? What part of the Bible do you not want me to believe? The flood, creation, the resurrection, all the miracles. I mean, everything is miraculous. I can't believe you're stumbling over this. Oh, my goodness. Suddenly, as they were drinking from the cups, <laughs> uh-oh, they saw fingers of a man's hand. Can you imagine this? It would scare you silly of a man's hand writing on the plaster of the wall opposite the lampstand. The king himself saw the fingers as they wrote. His face blanched with fear and such terror gripped him that his, his knees knocked together. His legs gave, we, gave way beneath him. Bring the magicians, astrologers. He, look at that. He screamed. Now I want you to see where they go. Actually, his mother. 
Bring the Chaldeans. Whoever can read on that writing, I'll give him a reward. He'll be great. Tell me what it means. He'll be dressed in purple and uh, robes of royal honor and gold chain around his neck. And he'll become the third ruler in the kingdom. But when they came, none of them could understand the writing. Tell me what it meant. The king grew more and more hysterical. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I forgot about it. He lost it. His face reflected the terror he felt. And his officers too were shaken. But look at this. When the queen mother, who's the queen mother? Nebuchadnezzar's wife. She was still alive. His mom. When she heard what happened, she rushed to the banquet. Now watch what she said to Belshazzar. That's her son. Notice it starts out with calm. She's going to say calm down. And that's where we are today. We should be saying, calm yourself. Don't be so pale or frightened over this. Look at this. There is a man in your kingdom. Now, how did she know this? Because in chapter 1, it hit the fan. Chapter 2, it hit the fan. Chapter 3, it hit the fan. Chapter 4, it hit the fan. And it was all the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. She knew what her dad, her husband wrote to the whole world in chapter 4. There's a man in your kingdom who has, this is the way they say it, the spirit of the holy gods. In the days your father, this man was found to be as full of wisdom and understanding as, he, as though he himself were a god. Remember when, when Paul healed somebody in the book of Acts, everybody, they wanted to offer sacrifices to him. Anyway, in the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar, he was made chief of all the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, soothsayers of Babylon. I'm stuck showing you this chapter, it looks like. But anyway, let's keep going. Call for this man, Daniel or Belteshazzar, as your daddy used to call him. His mind is full of divine knowledge and understanding. He, look at this. Oh, wait a minute. We don't know if God's going to do this. Yes. <sighs> that's why we don't get no answers. We don't think it ever happens. Well, we do. I'm just saying that. Look at this. He can interpret dreams. He can explain riddles. Look at this. And solve. I love that. Not a problem. Boy, you're reading this over coffee and you're going, boy, I've got a heck of a problem today. Woo. Look at that. Solve naughty problems. Praise God. God, you're going to help me figure this thing out. And he will. He will tell you what. Look at this. He's, he, notice they should have said as a Baptist, we'll bring it to prayer Wednesday night. Reason anybody there on Wednesday night? Prayer meeting, really? Well, at least they're eating together. God, but they're not doing much more. Some of them are. I'm just saying that, you know. So Daniel rushed in to see the king. Let's see if Daniel tones this down a little bit. So Daniel was rushed in to see the king. The king asked him, Are you Daniel? Brought from the Israelis. See, he knew the story. Remember, most kids don't pay attention when they're little. But he knew. Brought in from Israel as a captive by my dad, King Nebuchadnezzar. I heard you have the spirit of the holy gods within you. You're filled with enlightenment and wisdom. My wise men and astrologers have tried to read the writing on the wall and tell me what it means, but they can't. I just want to get to the point of something for you. Anyway, let's just keep reading. I'm told you can solve all kinds of mysteries. Aren't you glad Jesus will help you? Praise God. Look what he keeps out. If you can tell me the meaning of his words, I'll clothe you in purple with gold chains around your neck, make you third in the kingdom. I love this next answer from Daniel. Look what he says. Keep your gifts. Boy, now that's what got me when I'm people, and that's what gets people, you know, when they, when they <laughs> see the gospel's free. They try to say the televangelist, nah, you go, go find your, whichever televangelist you're mad at, you go, he don't want your money. Mm-mm. Costs money to stay on TV, but you corner those guys. They're going to tell you, well, Jesus will get you out of this jam. 
He's just making a call to help pay for the stuff, that's all. They try to say Jesus is it's just a money racket. No way. <laughs> Daniel would have taken it. Yeah, he's still going to get it. Watch what happens. We had to finish it anyway, didn't we? Keep your gifts and give them to someone else. But I'll tell you, look at that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It's like Joseph when he stood before Pharaoh. I'll tell you what it means. Your majesty, the most high God, gave your dad, Nebuchadnezzar, who lived long ago, preceded you, a kingdom and majesty and glory. Notice he said, he gave it to your dad. Your daddy got hot-headed about it or whatever, big-headed, and he calmed down because he realized God gave this to me. He gave him such majesty that all the nations of the world trembled before him in fear. He killed whoever offended him, uh, and he spared those any he liked. At his whim, they rose or fell. But when his heart and mind were hardened in pride, there he goes, he told the story, chapter 4. God removed him for his royal throne, took away his glory. He was chased out of his palace. Oh, God. Same thing in the previous chapter. That's right, that was the story. His thoughts, feelings became those of an animal. He lived like among wild animals, ate grass cows, and his body was wet with dew from heaven until at last he knew that the Most High overrules the kingdoms of men appoints them any who desires. Okay. And, yours, and you, his successor, Daniel's actually going to tell him, you're blowing it just like your dad, but yeah, you ain't going to turn out like your dad. And you, his successor, old Belshazzar, you knew all this, look at this, yet you have not been humble. You can't read this and not know what those clowns were doing. Remember, Nebuchadnezzar stood on his palace and he said, I got all this myself. So his son's doing the same thing. For you have defied the Lord of heaven and brought here these cups. Well, that's what he was doing. You took these cups, had no regard. See, he knew where those cups come from. Ah, who cares? We're going to toast my God. Wood, stick, whatever. You and your officer's wife, concubine, been drinking wine from them while uh, toasting to your gods, while, yeah, pr while praising the gods of silver and gold and brass and stone. Look at this. Gods that neither see nor hear, nor know anything at all. Almost like our Bible Belt Lord. Well, he doesn't do anything anymore. No, we know better. He does. When we call on him, he answers. But you've not praised the God. who. Look at this. Who gives you breath of life and controls your destiny. Boy, I tell you what, as we get into Thanksgiving season, I'm just telling you, watch closely and you'll see Thanksgiving. A lot of times Thanksgiving, they'll show on TV, it's thanking each other. It's never the most high. It's like, God. And if you're in a smaller group like that, you ought to take control and say, look, I just want to thank God because he gives me life and breath. You talk about an angel that showed up to help. You have helped those people. Because look what this guy's doing. And so here we go. And so God has sent these fingers to write this message, meanie, meanie, parcel. What is something? Uh, oh, no, tinkle, parcel. <laughs> what is that? This is what it means. Meanie, meaning numbered. God has numbered the days of your reign. Look at that. They are ended. Oh, no. Tinkle means weighed. You have been weighed in God's balances and have failed the test. And, and trust me, it's not just good preacher points, but God knows all of us. And remember, it's mercy, you know. We need mercy. But God's told us we need to show mercy. And we're going to show mercy, but... <laughs> He didn't have time. He, he's worshiping the wrong God. Anyways, keep going. Parsons, parson means divided. Your kingdom, look at this, will be divided and given to the Medes and the Persians, which is what happened. Now, all the time trying to say, well, the Bible, you know, it's just fairy tales. But as we track it, as we know the dates of this, all of a sudden, when you're studying history, they go, well, 
the Medes and the Persians split off and they, <laughs> yeah, just like Daniel said. That very night, he bit the dust. The Chaldean king was killed and Darius the Mede, he's the one that was with Daniel in the lion's den, entered the city and began reigning at age, same as me, 62. All right, we got to stop. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just <laughs> praise God. Jesus mentioned Daniel because he knew what took place there. And Lord, now we have watched in Daniel chapter 3 and chapter 4 and even chapter 5. Praise God. You delivered him from the fiery furnace. And we saw uh, Nebuchadnezzar talk about how you took care of him. He even gave him his kingdom back. And then we saw his, what happened to his son here. Father, we thank you, Lord. If we're in any kind of trouble whatsoever, you'll fix that. If we're not feeling good, you'll fix that. And financially, you'll fix us too. So, Lord, we're just prepared to just tell others about Jesus and tell them what you've done for us, like Nebuchadnezzar did. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Imagine what, how, how powerful the Bible is.